Today, we're going to talk about one of the most universal challenges we face as thyroid thrivers. This is something that nearly all of us have experienced or struggle with daily. Can you guess what it is? Fatigue. It's been said that there ain't no tired like thyroid tired. And I will tell you in my experience as a thyroid patient, a thyroid patient advocate and a thyroid health coach, this is absolutely 100% true. Some of us feel exhausted even after sleeping 10 or more hours a night. Some of us can't make it through the day without a nap. Some of us are relying pretty heavily on stimulants like caffeine just to get through the day. And some of us just can't seem to feel or stay healthy inside these chronically tired bodies. There's a lot that comes with fatigue, a lot of downstream complications and effects on our quality of life. Fatigue can really affect us deeply and profoundly, as I know some of you already know. It can suck the joy out of life. It can make every day feel kind of like an uphill slog. I know this was really true for me in the first four years after my diagnosis before I became an informed and empowered patient. So what can we do about it? That's what we're going to explore on today's show with an authority on the subject, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. By the end of this episode, you'll understand why fatigue is such a common issue for thyroid thrivers and what we can do about it. Dr. Teitelbaum has loads of information and practical advice to share with you on this topic. So if you're ready to go from feeling fatigued to feeling fantastic, you won't want to miss this episode. Hello, Thyroid Thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Thyroid Thrivers. Today, we're gonna to be talking about fatigue, one of the most common and life-altering symptoms that we face as thyroid thrivers. But there's a lot we can do to correct and overcome fatigue. That's why I'm so happy to have Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum here with me today. He's an authority on this topic. He's experienced debilitating chronic fatigue personally and has helped thousands of people overcome it. His book, From Fatigue to Fantastic, is now in its fourth edition and has become essential reading for anyone dealing with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. So I'm so honored to introduce you to and welcome to the show, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Jenny, my pleasure. And for all of you who are exhausted, uh, whether it's a simple fatigue, need more energy, or whether you're bedbound. We're going to teach you how to dramatically and kind of easily optimize your energy today. And if you also happen to have brain fog, uh, pain, or insomnia, we'll fill that in the mix too. So if you're ready to get your life back, we're going to teach you how. I'm ready. <laughs> and I know a lot of our Let's listeners are ready. <laughs> um, before we dive in, I would like to tell the listeners a little bit more about you. Jacob Teitelbaum, MD, is one of the most frequently quoted integrative pain and fibromyalgia medical authorities in the world. He is the author of the best-selling From Fatigue to Fantastic, Pain-Free 123, The Complete Guide to Beating Sugar Addiction, Real Cause, Real Cure, The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution, Diabetes is Optional, and the popular free smartphone app Cures A to Z. He's the lead author of eight studies on effective treatment for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, and a study on effective treatment of autism using NAET, which is an allergy elimination technique. Dr. Teitelbaum appears often as a guest on news and talk shows nationwide, including Good Morning America, The Dr. Oz Show, Oprah and Friends, CNN, and Fox News Health. We're so lucky to have him here with us today. You can learn more about Dr. T and his work at vitality101.com or on his Facebook page, Jacob Teitelbaum, MD. Wow, we're so excited to have you here, Dr. Teitelbaum. Well, Jenny, it's going to be fun because, again, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, and we can talk about why you're suffering from a human energy crisis and simple ways to help we turbocharge your energy and get better. I'm, I've been excited about this episode because I really feel like thyroid diseases at their core are diseases of energy. Like with hyperthyroidism, we might experience that excess of energy. And then 
with hypothyroidism, we often experience that lack of energy. So this is really a core issue for me as a patient, has been a core issue for, for me as a patient with my healing journey, turning my health around, restoring my energy. And it also for the listeners, um, I just, I think it's really a core concept for us to learn about as thyroid patients. And, you know, obviously it's a topic you're passionate about and have devoted so much of your career to. I was hoping you could maybe start by telling us about your personal journey with fatigue that initially sparked your interest mm -hmm. in this topic. Uh, yeah, people ask me, what's a nice doctor like you're doing in a field like holistic medicine? And it's, <laughs> you know, I got into it the old fashioned way. I got on the other side of the white coat. Um, I was in medical school and my dad had died when I was younger. So I was paying my own way through college and finished college in three years. And I was rolling through med school and that was all the easiest part of my life. And I was working as a nurse in children's hospital uh, to pay my way through med school. And, and that was easy. It was other chaos in my life. I'm not going to go into it. I, I made the mistake of, of trying to make peace between warring factions in my family that they're both that were crazy um instead of saying stepping out of it um and i got nasty viral infection so in the context of being severely energy depleted i got a nasty viral infection i called the drop dead flu triggered chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia and i was non-functional i could no longer work i could no longer do my school work either i was homeless sleeping in parks you know, I was at my park, had my park bench in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was, um, you know, but, but it's funny. It's, you know, I, I find everything works out for to be a blessing and perfect. It's, it's funny. We just had, I, I live in Hawaii, and we just, or one of my two hometowns that I live in just got wiped out by mm -hmm. fire. But I, I know it's going to turn out to be for the best because uh, everything does. What happened to my journey? is the universe put, it's like it put a holistic homeless medical school sign on my park bench. Herbalists came by, nutritionists came by, energy healers came by, all these different people taught me bits and pieces of what I needed to learn to recover. It allowed me to put together a program for myself, uh, get well, go back to med school. And I spent, this was 1975, so I spent about the, almost the last 50 years researching and teaching about effective treatments for fatigue, and that includes thyroid. And again, the medical system, if there's no expensive medication, everybody's, I've never met a bad person in the pharmaceutical industry, in the healthcare industry. They're all sweet, loving people, but the systems are broken. Mm -hmm. um, and unless there's a very expensive medication, uh, it's not going to get through to, uh, to physicians. What we've learned is, okay, getting information out, you know, show by show and book by book um, to teach you how to recover. And that's what we're going to do today. Thank you so much for sharing that story. First, I just want to share my, you know, heartfelt uh, condolences and prayers with you and the people of Hawaii. It's just what a devastating mm. ordeal. And I live in Montana where, you know, wildfires are very much a part of our every year anymore. And so I understand a little bit, you know, about what that's like, but wow, um, how oh, heartbreaking. You. And your story too, I really appreciate that you, you know, mentioned the, your family of origin, so much of, of the healing journey, I think a very commonly overlooked piece mm -hmm. are those, you know, deep emotional roots even emotional traumas that we maybe just take for granted. We think, I don't know, we just don't necessarily correlate those things with how we feel, but mm -hmm. you know, the body keeps the score, right. And mm -hmm. those things can really play a big role. And then your story, you know, where you're going from like how incredible to go from being, you know, a medical student doing well in medical school to mm -hmm. boom, uh, what did you call it? The and homeless on the park bench in Tulsa from the drop dead flu. Yep. The drop dead flu <laughs> from the drop dead flu. Yeah. To being homeless. And then, you know, also tying in like the spiritual aspect of the journey, which I personally connect deeply with and think is so beautiful how the universe just, mm -hmm. you know, can so um, 
gracefully and generously sometimes steer us towards the people <laughs> and resources we need when we need them. Like I just got covered in goosebumps when you were sharing that story. So I really appreciate okay. uh, that personal sharing of yours. Yeah. Well, Sammy, let's do this because these you know, hypothyroidism, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, these are all very, very real devastating illnesses as much as cancer, multiple sclerosis, stuff like that. But medicine has had the habit, especially in illnesses that affect predominantly women, which is immune illnesses. Hashimoto's is an immune illness. Graves is an immune illness. Um, for these kind of things, they, they, they say, I don't know what's wrong with you, so you're crazy. And that's why usually I talk about the psycho-spiritual components at the end, because I don't want people to think, oh, another doctor who thinks this in my mind. No, this isn't. This is a totally real disease, a totally physical disease, just like cancer, MS, lupus. And like virtually every disease, it has a mind-body-spiritual component. So instead of waiting until the end to talk about that piece, um, Jenny, why don't we start with that? Because the first remedy that I want to give you is this powerful, powerful tool. Uh, it comes in a bottle. It's a problem teasing. This is not a pill. It's a simple two-letter word. The word is no. And learning how to do that, because when you think of an energy crisis, I mean, everybody out there is really wonderful and sweet people, even if they've been wounded and they come across as being nasty sons of bitches. But they're all good. But, you know, um, but some of them are energy vampires. That's, they learn instead of drawing energy from life and spirit, they find it from other people. Um, and you can tell these people because you'll find that when they're walking down the street, everybody seems to disappear except for you. You're like a deer in the headlights with these conditions. And they're going to come up and they're going to first they're going to put their hooks in you. Oh, if that's for you, I don't know how I'd survive. Hook. You know, nobody else can help me but you. Hook. You know. And then what they'll do is they will suck you dry. Then they will take all their emotional toxic waste and dump it on you. And then they'll go, thank you so much. And they'll walk away and you'll feel like, oh, you know. So I want you to learn to sometimes ignore your mind. Your mind is not you. Your mind is the product of programming we had growing up in our society. What we were told as boys and girls that we needed to do to be good boys and girls and get approval. That's what our mind is feeding back to us. And then there's the other part that feeds all the negative stuff back, you know, which is your failure. Not, you know, all that stuff that's a part of being able to make a choice and create our reality, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, it doesn't know who you are, has no idea who you are. Uh, your feelings know who you are and what's authentic to you. So step number one, write this down. Learn to say no to things that feel bad. You don't need any other justification except it doesn't feel good. If it feels bad, say no. That's called being authentic and setting boundaries. You don't need to justify it even to yourself, let alone to the other person. As soon as you start justifying to the other person why you can't, they will start, they've got you. Because they figure, where most people go, no. And if they still persist, they go, no. You know, so I'm going to give you a tool. Number one, say no to things that feel bad. And I'm a doctor. Uh, the our society has put the magic pen of authority and power vested in me as the doctor and the Wizard of Oz. I hereby authorize you to tell people that the doctor said to say no to things that feel bad. Because then if you say, well, the doctor said I need to say no, I can't. Then if they keep persisting, they say, you don't want me to follow my doctor? You're trying to you can get kind of a huff and they'll, they'll walk away because you're not a good victim anymore. So that's gift number one. Mm -hmm. Say no to things that feel bad. And then start noticing what feels good and, and flow your energy and attention in that direction. That's the game breaker uh, in, on a mind-body level. Now, for those of you with severe old traumas, PTSD, things like that, uh, my book from Fatigue Fantastic, that blue fell over my shoulder there that you showed, has a lot of things about using uh, different techniques for mild emotional traumas. You can simply learn to tremble. The expression shake it off comes from that. If you feel like trembling, that's your body releasing trauma, often 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But as people, we feel stupid trembling, so we suppress it. Animals do it all the time, and then they clear it layer by layer. Let yourself tremble. Let your significant other know when that's happening. It's a good thing. Don't worry about it. And just layer by layer, you'll have relief. But for PTSD, there's autonomic uh, 
reset there's all uh, ANS reset there's all kind of different techniques dynamic neural retraining system uh, somatic experiencing the, the, my book will go through in detail how to clear out those old traumas so you're not carrying them with you anymore you can get a fresh start I'm so glad we started here <laughs> mm-hmm. these are these are heavy hitters and have made you know some of the biggest differences for me personally and I've seen it in my coaching clients too that practicing making boundaries, using your voice, even getting in touch with what is, what is it I do enjoy? I don't even know what I want to do anymore. I hear that a lot, especially from, uh, from moms, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I like anymore, things like that. And just deciphering who am I, what do I want? What feels good and what doesn't say yes to what does say no to what doesn't. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for getting right to the meat of of that. And Jenny, let me add one more thing. For those of you with severe, where you're almost, almost housebound, you can't go to your kids stuff, you know, sports and the events and the parent teacher meetings and all these things. What I hear from moms is they feel guilty, like they've been a failure from a mom. But I know the families because I'll treat the whole gang. What the kids tell me is, you know, I've got the best mom in the world. All the other moms out working, they're gone. They're never with me. I, I, it's like she's not there. But you're always here. We can cop in bed, make popcorn, watch a TV show and just snuggle and hang out. And I've got the best mom in the world. So know that from your kid's point of view, even if they said a cutting thing like all kids do once in a while. You're not a worse mom for your disease. Most of you, the kids view you as the bestest mom in the world. Just know that. That I felt that one in my gut for sure. It's not always about the big, you know, adventures and <laughs> vacations and, you know, all of that. Sometimes it's just about simply spending time, giving our, ourselves and our quality time to people. And mm-hmm. that's something we can do, you know, almost, you know, no matter what our, our health situation is, um, you know, uh, most of the time. Yeah. You know, so watching movies, watching movies in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Really kids. Yeah. Very important for a lot of us, you know, um, moms with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's to hear for sure. Kind of going back to the basics of fatigue. I was hoping we could maybe talk about, you know, fatigue like it seems like fatigue can really take a lot of forms and can show up in really varying degrees of severity so how can we tell the difference between just being like normal tired and having chronic fatigue syndrome so here's the thing there's as you say there are gradations it's normal and healthy to be tired tired is not an illness tired means rest so first Take time for sleep. You know, the average night's sleep until light bulbs were invented 150 years ago was nine hours a night average. Mm. So if you're getting the, the current average of six and three quarters and you're tired, that's not a disease. That's sleep deprivation. Make time for sleep and use that magic word no to do that. Cut out the things. Don't cut out the things you enjoy. We have our first thing of, well, I've got to give up this thing that I love and that. Make the time. Eh, no. Keep those things. The things that they hate. Well, oh my God, uh, the parent-teacher meeting that I should go to, you know, and all these other meetings of how to waste everybody's time that feel bad. Me gone. Okay, take that time for sleep. You watch the news. Have you noticed in Russia how you know they attack Ukraine and um, the people think, oh well, we're protecting Mother Russia. The the propaganda is so severe that they have no idea what's going on. I'm going to tell you a secret. Our news media is as much propaganda and as much BS as Russia is. It is meant to scare you to death and make you hate everybody, which is exhausting. It is not the truth. I'm in the media. They like me. I'm, 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 you'll see me all over the place in the media. I don't know why they're still doing that because it's basically nonsense. Um, and it's meant to drain your energy, to scare you to death and make you hate everybody. So there's this Tai Chi move, number one. And we'll get back out to tell the difference. But this is number one, to tell the difference. You know, you start cutting out things that cause normal fatigue. So if you're sitting there and um, you're watching the news, 
I don't care which side of the aisle it's on. It's BS on both sides. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. I believe a healthy society is a mix of those that like stability and those that like change, and they're going to have a normal tension between them. Um, but if it's starting to make you grind your teeth and just simply feel bad, I want you to do this Tai Chi move. Take a breath, center. Hmm. Reach over to the side, grab the remote control, point it at the TV set and go off. Okay, And then take that time for sleep. Get your eight, nine hours sleep a night or seven, eight, if that's all you can get. See if you feel better. Start cutting out these things that you hate. See if you feel better. Um, number one, so the way to tell is first to cut out the things that are draining your energy that you don't enjoy. And then if your energy is fine, bingo, you've got a solution. Now, say you rest and you do all those things and you're still exhausted. You can sleep fine. You don't have brain fog too badly. You know, you have mild achiness, but not horrible pain. Okay, that's probably the thyroid's not being treated adequately. And the majority of people, the doctors are clueless. Uh, they rely on the test, which is idiocracy. The tests are not reliable. Instead of adjusting the thyroid form and dose to your symptoms to optimize how you feel. So number one, you find a good holistic doctor, a doctor who knows what they're doing that will treat you and not the blood tests. Okay, then you see, does fatigue go away? That was just thyroid. It was simply that, which is a big, simply that, but that. But how about if you are exhausted and can't sleep? You basically, which is a paradox, and you have brain fog and you really hurt all over a lot. In that case, it's not just a thyroid. You've tripped a circuit breaker called the hypothalamus, almond-sized area in the brain that controls sleep, hormones, autonomic function, blood pressure pulse, and you've blown a fuse, you tripped a circuit breaker, and then you have CFS and fibromyalgia. That takes more intensive care, very, very treatable. Whether it's after long COVID or even, you know, with long COVID or any of a number of things, are eight studies now have shown 91% of people uh, can improve with an average 90% increase in quality of life. But there's a major problem with the treatment. It's not expensive. And in this country, that means it's invisible. If it was an expensive, patentable medication, then I'd be a billionaire and every, all, every doctor would hear about it. But if it's cheap, our, our system is built to almost prevent people hearing about low-cost things. They want all of that attention going to the most expensive new patentable medication. So exhausted and can't sleep, widespread pain, brain fog, you trip that circuit breaker. It's no longer simply thyroid. Treat with the entire, get my book. I know it's a shameless plug. I'll make my 80 cents. If that bothers you, go to the library and get it. Get a used copy of the blue thing. Then I won't make a punny and then I don't have to worry. Oh, he's just plugging his book. Okay. So the book really will guide you. Also, for those of you with fatigue, severe fatigue, you can email me at fatigue, D-O-C, fatigue-doc, at gmail.com, and ask for the free information sheets. And I'll send you the sheets on recovering from CFS, long COVID, fibromyalgia, and also that drop in blood pressure that happens when people stand and, and give you simple tests you can do at home to see if that's going on and tell you how to take care of that. That's really common with the severe fatigue. So that's for free. So whatever I can do to help you get well, because um, I had this disease, and I, you know, I know what it's like to have it. I know you can get past it, and whatever I can do to help you with that, that's what I'm here for. You've got so many incredible resources, and I'll be sure and put links to those in the show notes as well. Um, I was wondering, you know, how how common you think this is, because. You know, I know, I feel like the energy issue, as I said earlier, is I feel like it's amplified for us with thyroid disease, but I also know it's not limited to thyroid patients. This is something I hear my friends, my family members struggling with pretty much across the board. So how common is severe fatigue? Do you think it's getting more common, like with this whole media thing and the divisiveness and this kind of broken point that we're at in, in the world? So if you look at pre-COVID, the research was showing 31%, not 31% have fatigue. 31% of adults have severe disabling fatigue that interferes with their life. This is not rare. This was before COVID. This was before the great resignation. 
Uh, we have a perfect storm for human energy crisis. You look at the diet because of the food processing, 18% of calories from sugar, another 18 from white flour. Half of the vitamins and minerals in our diet are lost in food processing. So this is the first time in human history that people are obese and malnourished at the same time. Now you have some idiots out there who are saying, well, if you take a multivitamin, you're going to pee it out. So you're just making expensive urine. <laughs> Tell them to kiss off. In fact, let them know that don't breathe because the air will simply come out. Don't drink any water because you're going to pee it out on your urine. Thank you for your advice. Please follow it yourself. Let them go die and then do what you need. You <laughs> need to optimize your nutrition, number one. Number two, we talked about the sleep issue. See what feels optimal for you and make time by cutting out the things that don't feel good. We talked about the stress. Uh, you know, the, it used to be you could have a conversation with your neighbor if you're a different political party. You can't do that anymore. The divisiveness has been pushed because it's easy to control people that are divided. If you're really, really, really wealthy, and I have nothing against wealthy people, I hope to be one one day, you know. Um, but you, it, if you, what you do is you take the middle class and lower class and you pit them against each other so they don't notice that the very wealthy are taking everything. And they're not bad people. They're all good people. But this is just part of the, the playbook that's been going on for a long, long time. It's just been <laughs> taken to a horribly toxic degree. Um, so don't buy into it. Again, just say no to things that feel bad. Um, all the chemicals in the environment. This is one of the reasons for the autoimmune illnesses like Hashimoto's and Graves. You have over 100,000 chemicals that just thrown in the environment. So um, you don't need to avoid them all. You just give your body nutritionally what it needs to detox and use some common sense. So there's a reason why we're seeing this epidemic of fatigue. Um, probably the majority of people, uh, as if you ask, do you need more energy? How many people are you going to find? 10% that go, ah, I'm fine. I'm one of those. <laughs> one thing I find really interesting about your book is how you sort of weave together the links between chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, which is characterized by chronic pain and tenderness throughout the body. How are, for the listeners, how are these two issues linked? Can low energy also cause pain? Yes. So number one, why does low energy cause pain? Because pain is not an outside invader, you know, and we treat pain horribly in this country. Um, the one in three, one in four Americans suffer with chronic pain. And now the government's declaring a war on people in pain uh, because they have 44,000 people dying from narcotic overdoses. <clears throat> 7,500 of those from prescribed narcotics uses directed. So they said, well, let's make it leave people in pain. The medical approach is all pain is tolerable as long as it's not the doctor that's having the pain. But if you understand a simple thing, pain is not an outside invader. It's like one of the warning lights on your car's dashboard, like the oil light, saying something needs attention. You go to the doctor, you say the oil light's flashing, they go, ah, eh, who cares? Or they'll give you a Band-Aid and cover up the oil light, and then the motor burns out. Or if they can make a profit, they'll cut the wires and smash the oil light. Um, but again, they forget, how about if you just put oil in the car? The oil light goes out. If you give your body what it needs, the pain goes away. It's kind of that straightforward. So the main things causing pain in this country are inflammation and low energy. Muscles are like a spring. It takes more energy for the spring to relax than to contract. And so if you can go ahead and if you have low energy, those muscles get locked in a shortened position and they hurt. And after a couple hours or weeks or years, they hurt like hell. They hurt a lot. Physicians, they're clueless about muscle pain, except that they know to tell you that anybody who knows how to treat muscle pain, like a chiropractor, if I don't know, I don't know quack, I don't know squat, but anybody who does know is a quack, you know. So, yes, the low energy fatigue, it trips that circuit breaker that controls sleep, insomnia, uh, brain fog, and pain. Those are hallmarks. Do you think we're more prone to these? Or I guess, why do you think we're more prone to these when we have thyroid disease? Because your the thyroid regulates energy production. That's your thermostat. That's your gas pedal. And say your gas pedal is stuck that it can't go any faster than 20 miles an hour. And then suddenly you throw a wrench into the motor. 
yeah, you're going to be the first one that gets knocked off the road. They're already on the ropes. Well, you've already given us, you know, a few really great practical mm-hmm. tips and tools we can use. I love the uh, Tai Chi move of <laughs> the re- the remote, turning the TV off or putting your phone down. That's another good Tai Chi move. I like if, uh, if, it, feel, if it feels bad. Yeah, right. But what can, can you tell us about your shine protocol? What can we do if we're struggling with fatigue or fibromyalgia? Like, can you tell us about your system that you outline in the book? Yeah, shine is a simple overview. It's an acronym for optimizing energy production. And I'm going to start with basics for just day-to-day fatigue. So number one, S is sleep. Um, again, remember, everybody's different. It's like shoe sizes. It's like what size of shoe is best for everybody. That varies dramatically. How many hours sleep is best for everybody? That varies dramatically. But the average night's sleep, as I mentioned, until light bulbs was, was nine hours a night. Just to give you that idea. See what feels best for you. Make the time for sleep. If you have insomnia and can't sleep, then I would use melatonin, uh, but again, the immediate release melatonin will f- help you fall asleep, but then two in the morning, you're wide awake. So get us sustained. I, I like one called EP120. Uh, it's a 10 milligram sustained release melatonin. That's what I take myself. Uh, works very, very nicely. And I also take a mix of six herbs called the Revitalizing Sleep Formula. So um, I do have these on my website at nfatigue.com. But again, pretty much everything that I have, you can get on Amazon. I don't make a nickel. So if you're worried about he's selling stuff, go to Amazon. <laughs> I won't, I don't take money from any of these companies. I won't make a penny. Don't worry about it. If you want to support my outreach work, thank you. You know, um, but those two things for sleep. Um, also, if you wake up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. waking, which is common, um, the it's not uncommon for low adrenal to go along with low thyroid, the two travel together. So, Take a bedtime protein, underlying protein snack, like a hard-boiled egg, an ounce or two of meat or fish before bedtime to help keep your blood sugar stable during the night so it doesn't drop at 2 in the morning as much and wake you up. So those simple things will leave most of you sleeping like kittens. Um, the nutritional part, the N and shine, as I mentioned, virtually the vast majority of Americans are horribly nutritionally deficient in vitamins, minerals, and cofactors. And you don't want to take 50 pills to get the different things you need. Uh, most multivitamins, I look at it like, how do people put this together? They either base it on the RDAs, called Ridiculous Dietary Allowances. In other words, enough vitamin C to make sure you don't get scurvy. You know, we're going to make sure you don't get rickets or beriberi, but not the optimal levels. Um, I prefer the optimal levels. Uh, what I take myself is a multivitamin called Clinical Essentials. I get the tablets, not the capsules, um, and take two a day. That will give you high B vitamins, magnesium, the things you need for energy, all of those things. You'll get an optimal amount. So start with the Clinical Essentials. Um, and then there's a supplement called Ribose. We did two studies on Ribose. Uh, and people with severe fatigue. Um, and I would get it in a form of something called smart energy system. The smart energy system has ribose, ashwagandha, rhodiola, schizandra, licorice, and green tea extract. Um, a recent study we, we haven't submitted for publication yet. Stamina went at 60% of people helped uh, dramatically. Uh, energy went up by like 60-something percent. Stamina increased an average of 79%. And think about that. Brain fog went up. People had more calm. Uh, it helped sleep. Um, so the smart energy system, clinical essentials. And then the third thing, and these, I, I recommend these as a trio, the clinical essentials, smart energy system, and HRG80 red ginseng. That's the only ginseng we'd use. Uh, that study has been published. Um, and this is from people who had loss of at least 50% decrease in energy. Um, and dramatically, dramatically improved. The thing with the ASRG80 red ginseng is get the chewable tablets. The capsules are okay, but it takes eight times the dose as the chewables. The chewables are very high absorption, and they taste good. If you look at my desk, the one thing I have is the ASRG80. 
because if I'm having a really busy day, I just take half the pill. You know, some people it's a little over energizing. Good, you're a cheap date. You know, I'm a cheap date without too. I take half the pill a day. Bingo, when I need it. And the tastes really good. So my inner child is going, gimme, you know. Um, so the HRG80 engines, and you do those things, get your sleep, increase your water and salt intake. There's some medical myths, as these medical myths, eggs are bad for you. No, they're not. Eggs raise cholesterol. No, they don't. Salt is bad for you. No, it isn't, unless you have heart failure. Its effect on high blood pressure is, it raises blood pressure one millimeter, one point. So if you're, you know, 159 over 82, you'll be 158 over 81 if you salt restrict to the point where you hate your life. For those with high blood pressure, it's not a salt excess, it's a potassium deficiency. Um, get your avocados, get your V8 and tomato juice, get your, your potassium. And most of you are going to have low blood pressure anyway, you know, so unless you put on weight from the thyroid uh, issue. So those simple things, learn to say no to things that feel bad, uh, use the remote control, uh, get, make the time for sleep and take what you need for sleep and get your nutritional support. Again, you can start with just the uh, HRG, 80 Red Ginseng and Clinical Essentials because um, that's one half to one pull a day and the two, so it's not a lot of stuff. And then the Smart Energy System is two capsules and one scoop that tastes like sugar um, of the ribose. Uh, you will find, and on average, it just about doubles people's energy to do those simple things. And again, uh, the Smart Energy System that I will make something if you buy on um, Amazon or on my website. The other things I mentioned, I don't make a penny on Amazon. I, I like transparency. Uh, but if you want to support my work, endfatigue.com will have all of these on the homepage. Okay, great to know. Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate your transparency. And I also know the listeners uh, really appreciate, you know, specific recommendations, especially coming from someone like you, where you've done so much of this research, like with the, the ginseng that you've mentioned, you've got yeah. the, the clinical data to back this up and mm -hmm. as well as a personal experience and, and experience mm -hmm. as a doctor, you know, working with patients as well. It's, ama it's amazing. <laughs> it's, I stopped using ginseng a long time ago because the, it has to be the wild ginseng to work. The farm ginseng just doesn't have the active components in it. Um, and the wild ginseng went up to over $800 a pound. That's in a country where a lot of people don't make that much in a year. It basically got hunted to extinction. Um, and, and the farming didn't work. But they developed a new aquaponic technique, which is brilliant. It reproduces the situation in the wild. And it has the, the levels of the old wild ginseng. And once uh, somebody asked me, you know, told me about it, I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. I stopped using ginseng 20 years ago. They just send the sawdust, they call it ginseng. Um, and I tried it. And I'm pretty energy sensitive. I, I put it in my mouth. I could feel right away the energy just pick up. Um, and I tried it with people that I treat. And I was like, give me more. I mean, you know, where is it? So, and so I did the study on 188 people. And again, at least they had to have at least a 50% drop in energy to qualify for the study, um, which is a lot if you think about it. And yeah, it's amazing stuff. And you'll know you'll know with it by one bottle. A lot of people know first day or week, but give it four weeks. That's plenty. You'll know if it's helping you. Mm -hmm. yeah, it helps 60%, 40% it doesn't. So it's nice to do one bottle, not expensive. The capsule, the, chew, the chewables are the way to go. And... That, that cuts the cost by 75% to do the shoes. Um, and you'll know quickly and it's easy. Same with the smart energy system. Get one get one of the containers or the two bottles together and you'll know by the end of that month. What's your philosophy on food? You mentioned anti-inflammatory earlier in the show. Do you is do you kind of take an anti-inflammatory eating approach or? Well, not so much because again, most people with pain, in, unless they're having inflammation, which most people don't have in CFS and fibro or hypothyroidism. Uh, that's not the cause of the pain. The low energy is causing muscle pain. But if they have lupus, if they have a high inflammation rate on their test, if they have arthritis, anything that is in itis is inflammation, then I'm going to add curamin, uh, which is a mix of a highly absorbed uh, curcumin, boswellia, DLP, and adekinase, 
That's been a pain relief miracle for people. But what we talked about for diet, which is to cut down sugar and maybe the white flour, those are the two main inflammatories in the diet, plus the lack of fish oil. We've dropped our fish oil intake dramatically. Uh, I will use, don't use fish oil pills because you can be burping up fish oil all day. I use a form called Vectomega, where one small pill with no fish oil burps. And my cat's disappointed because I don't do fish oil burps anymore. He used to be, what's that? You know, but it's uh, the Vectomega, I take one a day. And the Curamin, uh, Curamin, give that six weeks. It'll knock the inflammation on its butt and knock out a lot of the pain. You can take it with any other pain medications. Um, I don't like restricting people's diets unnecessarily. Eat what feels good. We live in a country where anything that feels good is bad for you. It's like this Puritan approach, which is like, why would evolution or God or anybody create it that everything that feels good is bad for you? It's, it's utterly insane. But that's our social approach. So cut out the things like excess sugar, white flour, increase your fish oil, uh, use grass-fed beef instead of grain-fed when it's convenient, and your inflammation levels will go away now. Yeah, that's a really important point. And I almost feel like those two foods, regular conventionally raised beef and grass-fed beef should almost be considered two different foods because they're so nutritionally different. Yeah. And to, you know, when you look at the lists of inflammatory foods, beef is on there and it's like, well, wait a minute, you, you're leaving out a big piece here where, you know, grass finished or gra what's commonly referred to as grass-fed beef is... It, it's, it's is not considered anti-inflammatory. It's, it's high in omega-3s. Yeah. Or much higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit of education and knowledge. And like say, eggs are healthy food. You know, the I, nutritionists in hospitals, some of them are still recommending margin over butter. If you look at the organization that licenses registered nutritionists, it's basically the fast food and food processing companies. In ITs that I can imagine the conferences, they have these big fountains of 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 colas, sugared colas, and they're dancing naked and saying, everybody drinks sodas. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's basically propaganda from, and the, again, they're all good people. It's, it's, it's presented in a way that's very sophisticated. It's like, just like as physicians, uh, past editor of New England Journal of Medicine, the Harvard, most respected journal in the world, used to be anyway, uh, said very simply that most continuing medical education is slick pharmaceutical advertising masquerading as science. It's it really is a huge to problem. That. Yeah, it is. And the media won't say anything about it because their fourth biggest advertiser is a pharmaceutical industry. The government won't do that because basically, you know, they, you'll be destroyed if you don't agree with the pharmaceutical industry. And our president tried to say, well, every other country in the world negotiates prices with the drug companies. That's why Canada is 90% cheaper um, than here. But in the United States, Congress said it is illegal to negotiate drug prices. Medicare has to pay whatever. If the drug company says it's a million dollars, Medicare can't negotiate that. They have to pay. What about, you know? Um, so it's not surprising when the Senate, basically there's a vote that it should be legal to discuss research on natural therapies. And 88 senators in the Senate that can't agree if it's day or night voted against it being legal to discuss research on natural therapies. Again, understand, wow. these are all good people in institutions that have failed. And I hate to say it, academic medicine is bought off because the biggest source of income for most medical schools is pharmaceutical money. Um, at the NIH, the people working at the NIH most of them don't want to spend the rest of their life there. They're building brownie points with the pharmaceutical industry so they can go apply for a six-figure job. It's These are what are called captured agencies. They don't work for us anymore. Well, I'll tell you, before I um, hit my rock bottom and you know became an empowered patient and found holistic medical care and started making these food and lifestyle and supplement interventions, um, did some root cause testing, looked at you know, digging into uh, past emotional root cause stuff, all of that. Before I did that, I was at the doctor's office all the time. I joked that I should start having my mail sent there. I was sick yeah. and tired <laughs> and having all these tests done and getting no answers mm -hmm. and being told it's all in your head. It has nothing to do with 
the fact that you now have hypothyroidism. I didn't even know I had Hashimoto's. They didn't even test. They didn't think it was necessary to test me for it. And then hitting rock bottom, making some of these really simple changes that you're talking about, prioritizing sleep, prioritizing nutrition, correcting nutritional deficiencies and things like that. I haven't been on antibiotics since 2015. I, I'm not really good for the, this system. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you, know? you, refuse to, so you refuse to be medicalized. One of the most empowering things we can do for ourselves, the reason I do what I do, the reason I do this podcast and write my blog and social media and all of it is because it, this is like something we can radically do to shift the paradigm and bottom line to keep ourselves healthy and well so that we can enjoy our lives and not end up a sad statistic in this sea of very, you know, skyrocketing sad statistics. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I appreciate your message. And um, I just so appreciate you sharing all your information mm -hmm. with us today. I did have one can more I, can question. I, can I have two more things? And the of one course. more question. So yeah. number one, um, in the sign protocol, sleep, hormones, infections, nutrition, exercise, I was able not too much of your crash and burn. We, I want to talk about the adrenal fatigue, which so commonly accompanies low thyroid. And you don't need sophisticated testing. All you need is, do you get irritable when hungry? Do you get hangry? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you eat and you feel better. That is low adrenal because it's low blood sugar. The adrenal regulates blood sugar. Uh, if you get that, uh, two things. Write out a little card for your loved ones that say, when I get irritable, just feed me. Let them know if they try to hug you or console you, you will claw their eyes out. Just <laughs> feed me. Okay. Um, number two, Adrenoplex is a very nice product that has adrenal glandulars, licorice, uh, B5, vitamin C, the things that support adrenal function. It'll smooth out right out. So the Adrenoplex, one a day, maybe two a day. You'll see it in a week. You'll see the difference. Number two, if you do all this stuff so you can feel better, so you can go back to a life you hate, I will have wasted my time. Mm -hmm. As you're feeling better, use your energy for things that feel good, that are authentic to you. Don't You don't have to do those 18 bags of paperwork that built up. You don't have to go back to a toxic job situation. You manage to survive. Use what feels good. Otherwise, your body, you'll get hit by a truck, and I guarantee it'll be the other driver's fault. So use your energy that you start to get for things you enjoy, even if you forget everything else I mentioned today. Yeah, I think if there's one takeaway from the show, that's it. And it's it's a great one and a powerful one. I, I wanted to ask you before we wrap it up, um, I think you mentioned a, a really positive statistic earlier about the improvements the the um how like 80 something percent of people saw improvements yeah. how optimistic can we feel that these diet and lifestyle and supplement interventions can help restore our energy alleviate pain get rid of things like brain fog how optimistic should we feel that we can that this work is is going to get us the results that are meaningful? Very, very, very. My published, our published randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study put together with help of researchers at the NIH who asked that I not give their names because it would screw their career at the NIH if it was heard that they helped with chronic fatigue syndrome, especially with nutrition by helping design the study. It was published 91% of people with severe, the most severe fatigue, CFS, fibromyalgia, had an average average 90% increase in quality of life. This is incredibly treatable. Just need to know how. And it's, it's again, we've organized it all. You can email me at fatigue.doc at gmail.com and ask for these free information sheets. Um, it'll get you started with a lot of this. If you want, again, the book, The Fatigue Fantastic, is written for brain fog. It has great depth, but each chapter has a brain fog-friendly summary where you can get what you need in like 30 seconds. Um, and then, then you can do a deeper dive for things that go, oh, yeah, that's that's me. Or you can just skip from chapter to chapter doing the brain fog friendly summaries and scanning through that. So yeah, it's, I it's love that about the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the BFFs, the brain fog friendly summaries. It's so mm -hmm. wonderful. And yeah, something that 
I hear from people like I just I can't get through a, a blog post or even, you know, or much less a book, just reading a page for some people who are really in it severely can be challenging. So that's so appreciated. And yeah, thank you so much for your recommendations for sharing your your contact information. You mentioned the uh, there's Vitality 101 and your other website. Uh, where you have more supplements for information vitality101.com okay for those interested in supplements it's end that's e and like nancy d like david ward and fatigue.com okay and i also understand you have some free online quizzes that people can take to like assess their energy or uh, and energy analysis program.com i actually hold a u.s patent for a computerized physician I initially made it for people with CFS and fibromyalgia because I took how my thought process and I put in program was pretty complex to make. Um, and it does really, really well. I mean, I, I look at I look at people who do that and then came and see me. I'm at, retired now from seeing patients, but um, and it, it nails it pretty well. And the, you go through a quiz for those who have their lab tests. You can put the lab test results into it. It'll analyze the pertinent ones. Um, but you don't need to lab test labs and symptoms point to the same thing usually. Uh, you need B12 and iron, but otherwise it'll pick it up. Um, and we used to charge $400 a person to do it. But we told people that, you know, if you can't afford, we'll do it for free. And about 80-some percent of people said I'm on Medicaid. I, I'm, I'm just destroyed by the disease financially. And my wife and I just decided uh, we simplified the program down, just made it free to everybody. So you can do the energyanalysisprogram.com. But that gives a very thorough and complex thing of here are the things contributing to your low energy. Um, it's no longer for CFS and fibro because legally you can't have something for that it's the optimized energy and um it will point to what's draining your energy and put together a detailed thing about how to restore energy production wow that sounds like a really incredible resource that's fun <laughs> it's a bit complicated though for people because it's thorough that's why we just started with the simple things today sure sure well, I really appreciate those didactic and practical things that you shared with us and, and that you've given us, you know, not just direction, but hope that we can feel better. I know that your book especially has helped a ton of people. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And Jenny, everybody, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Know that you can get your life back. You can get the bliss and joy in your life back, but, but learn to follow your bliss. Note your feelings, follow those things that feel good without hurting other people, and you're going to be amazed at where life takes you. Follow your bliss. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Once again, for the listeners, Dr. Teitelbaum's book is From Fatigue to Fantastic, The Comprehensive Guide to Optimizing Energy and Recovering from Pain, Insomnia, Brain Fog, Infections, mm -hmm. and so much more. It's available anywhere books are sold and on Dr. T's website. I'll put those links and the links to those quizzes in the show notes for you. So thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. You taking that small but mighty step to support the show truly does help so much. So I thank you in advance for taking just a quick moment to do that today as we wrap up this episode. I'm Jenny Mahar, wishing you happy cooking, happy thriving, and the best of health. See you next time.